My next guest is the VP of Information Technology for Gong Show Gear, Tu Nguyen. Tu, thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks a lot, Brent. Uh, appreciate being on. Cool. So before we jump into everything, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. Uh, I was studying university at uh, Carleton University, studying computer science back in 2003. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I met my, my partners, uh, Jaron Craig, while they were playing junior uh, hockey at the time in, in Ottawa, Ontario, uh, Canada. At the time, they were just selling hats with the word Gonshaw Hockey Stitch in front of it, so with their uh, hockey fence to wear around town with. And they would be selling it straight to the dorm room and also in the back of a van. You know, so a lot of guerrilla marketing going on. So uh, long story short, after giving the initial success and realizing that this may be a viable business, but having a little... Uh, short on resources and capital workers and being students. So at the time, creating a small website and selling online was, you know, the new thing to do and really the only way to start a small business and that can reach uh, customers all over the country uh, 24-7. Maybe you could talk about how the term gong show is really a part of the hockey culture. So gong show is a lifestyle hockey apparel brand. So you know, the word gosher, if you can remember back, uh, you know, when it first originated, the word, you know, you may have heard it from a hit TV show back in the 70s with uh, Chuck Barris. I remember Barris. that guy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, so, but since then, it's uh, it's really been made popular and kind of been adopted by the Canadian junior hockey culture and uh, as the go-to word uh, to kind of describe the, the many chaotic and crazy situation that can, can often occur on or off the ice, so... You know, this could be like, you know, huge wine brawl or the word has become over the years uh, been pretty synonymous with hockey culture. And uh, it's, it's really quite well known now among the uh, hockey community. So so what way. do you guys sell online at Gong Show Gear? Uh, so we sell hats, uh, T-shirts, you know, a lot of apparels. You know, we've introduced uh, jeans uh, this year. Um, so really extended our line and uh, kind of really grown the market and, uh, so, you know, typical stuff that, you know, hockey guys would wear, you know, hats, T-shirts, uh, jeans, um, you know, even jackets we're introducing this year. So really a full line of stuff that, uh, you know, really incorporates hockey culture into the clothing. So, you know, really cool sayings and slogans and also low-key stuff, too, that they can wear day-to-day uh, -day as well. So Now, you guys are based out of Ottawa, Canada, but hockey is an international sport. Lots of people play it. Lots of people watch it all throughout the world. But setting up the door on the web, how difficult was that? And how has it worked out for you guys so far? Well, like I said, uh, you know, back in the day when it was just uh, Jer and Craig kind of selling it off their, you know, out of their dorm room and back of the van, you know, showcasing the stuff and say, okay, you know, here's, you know, this buy this hat for, you know, $30 or whatever, you know, and, uh, and whatnot. So, Long story short, you know, giving the initial success and realizing that it was, you know, this is a business, um, you know, a lot to gain, but very, really low resource and capital work with. You know, you're, you're just students and playing hockey at the time. So, you know, right back then, you know, creating a website and selling it was really the only thing to do uh, for a small business that could reach potentially, you know, uh, customers all over the country, you know, 24-7. So I came in uh, offering my expertise in the web and technology and uh, the side of the business, and I did work for them. And then soon after, uh, they were asking me to join as a business partner 
and uh, just led, kind of led and implemented Nostril's uh, e-commerce, social media, and technology strategy. So maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the numbers of, of uh, the people that are coming to the site and visiting it. Really right now we have, uh, our Facebook fan, we have over uh, you know, roughly 75,000 members. Um, on Twitter we have around 26 followers. So it's really, really come to form in terms of how many uh, potential customers or customers we do have. Um, and how many followings we have, and you know, and it, again, it stems from the hockey culture. You know, a lot of hockey guys are very close knit, and you know, they they like to share stories and kind of celebrate things together and whatnot. And it's a really great meeting for us to, you know, showcase our stuff, and you know, uh, whether it's promotions or new stuff or getting feedback from them directly. So we kind of leverage on social media as well as, you know, when we first started out, you know, there wasn't really any kind of mediums that allowed us to do this other than, you know, community forum. But, you know, at the time, it, really, it was really resource-intensive for small business to, to have one up and running, um, you know, and maintain. So, but we were sort of ahead of the curve in having all those kind of things. Nowadays, uh, the landscape has definitely changed. And, you know, with Facebook, Twitter, and, and, and other mediums, uh, cloud mediums, per se, that's coming to play, it's really allowed... Any type of business, big or small, um, to have that edge, sort of uh, even out the uh, playing field a little bit. So, how do you transition those conversations into sales on the website? Well, that's a good question, and, and again, it stems from having that instant platform that you know we have direct communication with our customers. And you know, back in the day, we didn't have the type of mediums that any brand would have. A big brand would have uh, be able to tap into thousands of customers. We wouldn't be able to. So now that we're able to, and you know, it's like sort of like uh, you know, walking to a mall with high traffic, and you know, customers discovering new brands for the first time. So you know, we're kind of in this scenario. You know, of course, there's uh, the good and bad of social media. You know, for for some business, it can pose a challenge. Uh, for us, we kind of leveraged that. You know, from the beginning, and we've always had close encounter with customers. Uh, with our forums and whatnot. So, and the, the thing is with this new generation of customers that now live in the social media era is that, you know, they think differently now because all of a sudden, you know, with all these new social platforms, they're extremely tech-savvy, you know, they're very informed, uh, meaning that they'll most likely seek the answer themselves rather than pick up the phone or call. Um, so they're very engaging. They like to provide feedback as well. And, and most of all, they want... Um, answers uh, as quick as possible and because they're so accustomed and uh, conditioned to it. So we've leveraged on that sort of social model and, you know, it, it was inevitable for us to, to be able to adapt to that uh, cost and change. So um, they, they want to hear directly from brands now. So we need a solution that uh, can accommodate those needs and uh, also handle our customer service side. Well, that, now that's important because you said a couple of things. People, uh, they don't want to wait any longer because they're kind of yeah. used to getting things right away, used to getting the information right away. So how are you able to leverage some newer technologies to begin to get the information to them right away? Right, and that's, that's good because, you know, back you know back then before, you know, when we were faced with this challenge, you know, we would get a scenario where, you know, let's say there were, emailing in or phoning in, you know, the traditional method, you know, of, of asking something from us, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm 6'1", 190 pounds, you know, which size should I get in shirt medium, 
you know, should I get the size or whatnot, you know, very non-technical questions really, but, you know, um, or they could be at the last checkout screen and, you know, they have a question, you know, do you take PayPal, do you take Interact, uh, why is my credit card working, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time they ask this question and, you know, let's say it was on Friday night or on our Saturday, for instance, you know, for a small business, you know, we may not have the luxury of, you know, having weekend staff or night staff, you know, to take the calls or to email uh, to these customers directly um, and instantly. So, you know, it poses a challenge in terms of, you know, the time to purchase because, you know, as they're waiting for an answer, there may be a lost interest and, you know, gone somewhere else to buy something at the time. You know, they may be in the mood to buy something at that point, you know, late in the night or whatnot. So, right. Um, so, so... So one of the technologies we we came encounter was you know nano wrap and you know it was a cloud customer service um, service that uh, kind of fits right into that social model I was talking about in terms of you know customers want things quick and you know we have to find some way to accommodate and, and answer them quickly so you know it, it, the service really worked really well for us it uh, you know it was really set up. For a small business, and it was easy to use and maintain. So, so let me ask you, know, you a quick question about NanoRap. So, how has that impacted the conversion rates you have on your site? Since NanoRap was intercepted, about you know we've been on it for eight or nine months now. Uh, we immediately see a dramatic drop in redundant emails over the course of three months uh, after we've implemented. Because it takes a little while to build a knowledge base uh, based on the questions that coming in and kind of. Uh, um, taking those questions and answers and implementing the database and kind of build from there, you know, a library of, uh, of answers. Um, so we've seen a dramatic drop in running emails. And not only that, but, you know, our auto answer rate now is anywhere between 65 to 75%, which is pretty good. So, yeah. you know, a typical day where we get 20, you know, let's say 10 or 20 redundant emails a day, you know, like this one, those ones that are, you know, I'm 6'1", 190 pounds, you know, what size do I get? You know, is credit card work and whatnot? You know, those answers uh, or those questions, sorry, uh, are being answered automatically, um, you know, per our programming. So, um, so over the course of eight months, uh, we've also noticed, uh, I noticed an average of conversion rate of, you know, anywhere between 7 to 10% higher for sales wow. generated by customers having used NanoRep to ask questions rather than later uh, return, and then later return to purchase something then with, with, then without NanoRep. So that's a, that was a definitely interesting observation. With NanoRep, it, you know, we had like these, uh, these trace, uh, just this trace snippets that we were able to put on that allow us to sort of like, it's sort of like an A-B test where, um, you know, they gauge on where, you know, if a customer's, was shopping without using the, the, the service at all versus sure uh, with the versus of customers that's not using it so that's how we were able to, to see those uh, those rates so um, and we're able to complement that with sort of the, the time of purchase conversion as well so and we were seeing the same amount about 10 percent higher than it seems to uh, yeah 10 percent higher of course as well so well that's pretty cool so you, you time of Purchase conversion, and then I love that the A B testing. So yep. you can see you could roll out the same page minus the nano rep uh, functionality that helps to with those quick responses, and you can tell the difference. 
Yeah, and then that's, that, that was something we wanted to evaluate from the start, you know, whether to see if the service, you know, actually uh, worked or not. So, uh, you know, we're definitely happy to see that without NanoRep versus with NanoRep that we were able to see, you know, for the course of eight months, you know, um, um, a 7%, 10% increase. And, and one thing to observe uh, also is the time of purchase conversion, which is, you know, which was what I was mentioning with the, uh, you know, with customers, you know, when they were at their site and, you know, they're, they're looking for questions and, you know, it, it can mean the difference between them buying that day or the next day or never at all. Um, so that's definitely helped in that aspect and that we're seeing that 10% increase of, you know, let's say 100 uh, visitors were to come, you know, basically 10 of those would be buying, you know, that day or that hour. So that could be... So that stems from the weekend sales um, as well as the uh, night sales that we're seeing increase from. So definitely seeing some, uh, some improvements in those areas. For people to learn more about you and Gong Show Gear and how they could potentially buy stuff, could you tell them where to go? Yeah, we can go to gongshowgear.com and you could also uh, look for uh, stores nearby by going on our website and going to store and uh, checking out our retail location all across North America and we have distributors in Europe as well.